Hi guys, welcome to our Development Economics Podcast. My name is Vera and today I am here with Ivan, Kieran and Gino. We are going to discuss the countries we chose to follow for this semester. Why don't we start with a quick overview about our countries? Let's start with Gino. Hello everyone, my name is Gino Gancio and I'm following Albania. This semester I was able to get a good insight about the challenges, but also about the opportunities of Albania. What about you, Kieran? Thanks, Gino. This semester I've been following Ethiopia and I've learned a lot about their development. Ivan, what country have you been researching? Um, this semester I've done my research on Mexico and I'm excited to share some of the insights I've discovered. Vera, do you want to tell us about your country? Yes, yeah, sure. So I chose Nepal because I've always been aware of the struggle of this country and I wanted to follow up and see if some positive changes were made. Gino, can you tell us a little bit about Albania? Of course. Albania is a relatively small country with a population of around 2.8 million. It's located on Europe's southeastern Balkan Peninsula with Adriatic and Ionian coastline. If that doesn't sound too familiar, it borders Greece in the south, Montenegro and North Montenegro in the north, and Kosovo and North Macedonia in the east. Less than 50 miles across the Adriatic Sea is South Italy in its west. After World War II, communism was established in Albania. This lasted, lasted till the establishment of the Republic of Albania in 1991. Albania is a unitary parliamentary constitutional republic. Like many former communist countries, there has been a long period of transitions and the effects of communism can still be seen today, which is comparable to many former USSR members, member states. For example, to this day, the east of Germany's, Germany is economy, economy, For example, to this day, the east of Germany is economically weaker than the west. It is a developing country in the upper middle income tier, which means Albania, Albanians have a gross national income between 4,046 and 12,535 US dollar. In the Human Development Index, they rank 67. This index has three components, health, knowledge, and standard of living. On a positive note, I have to mention that Albania offers free universal healthcare plus primary and secondary education. Albania's biggest economic sector is the service industry, which mainly comes from tourism. This brings us to one of the main problems the country faces. A lot of young people want to leave the country because they don't see a future with lucrative jobs there right now. This form is obviously a massive this forms obviously a massive problem for the economy. The second major problem is corruption and crime. Well, after saying this, Kieran, can you give us an overview of your country? Sure, thanks, Gino. So my country of research this semester is Ethiopia. Ethiopia is located on the eastern side of Africa. It is a landlocked country that borders Eritrea, Somalia, Sudan, and Kenya, and it's the most populous landlocked country in the world. Over the last few months, I've done some extensive research on the country's internal and external conflicts, their economic status, and their plans to uplift people out of poverty. Uh, Ethiopia has been suffering long-term from economic, ethnic, and political challenges that have crippled their ability to grow. Uh, in addition, they're facing several internal and external challenges at the moment. To begin, I'll discuss some of the problems going on in the country's borders, like the lasting effects of the civil war, rising poverty, and displacement of inhabitants, drought and famine, uncontrollable debt, and other issues. In 2020, a conflict broke out in the country that consisted of the TPLF and the Ethiopian government that spiraled into a civil war. After two years of fighting, war crimes and millions being displaced from their homes, a truce was signed uh, in November of 2022. 
Um, another big challenge going on is the drought. Ethiopia has had five consecutive seasons of poor rain, and it's killing the livestock, which is making it very hard for their people to survive. Um, so the living conditions in Ethiopia are very low for the most part. Many citizens live in poorly built, crammed houses that lack basic... Uh, fuck. Many citizens live in poorly built, crammed houses that lack basic necessities like clean drinking water, toilets, beds, and so on. Most housing is in very poor condition and not large enough to accommodate their families. Uh, Ethiopia is considered a lower income country by UN classifications, which is determined by a GNI per capita of uh, 10. Fuck. 10. I was going to say 1085. Okay. Uh, Ethiopia is considered. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I looked at Ivan. Ethiopia is considered. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Ethiopia is considered a low-income country by UN classifications, which is determined by a GNI per capita of 1,085 US dollars or less, and Ethiopia lies at about $940 per capita. There is a population of just over 120 million, and about 23.5% of them live be below the international poverty line of $2.15 per day. They rank 157th out of 191 countries on the Human Development Index, which measures the nation's health, education, and income. Um, so for some of the problems, the government has uh, sought out help from international agencies like the IMF uh, to support their economic reform. The country needs debt relief and stabilized, uh, and to stabilize their economy to create jobs, reduce poverty, and meet human humanitarian needs because its people are in danger after displacement from war and perish livestock from the drought. Um, the prime minister has also brought in a new administration after the civil war. This is a key step in implementation of peace agreement and restoring sustainability to the country, uh, especially in top leadership. Ivan, can you provide us with some insight about your country? Yes. Yeah, so my country is Mexico. Mexico is a country of South America and the third, third largest country after Brazil and Argentina. The Mexican society and economy is well known for extremes of very wealthy people and at the same time many poor people. The rise of great civilizations like the Olmec, Maya, and Aztecs is only one example of Me Mexico's long and rich history that spans thousands of years. Mexico was a Spanish colony following the Spanish invasion in the 16th century until it gained independence in 1821. <clears throat> Since then, the nation has gone through times of political unrest, including a revolution at the beginning of the 20th century, and has developed into a dynamic, culturally diverse country with a strong economy and a rich cultural history. Trafficking in drugs, criminal organizations, and violent gangs are all prevalent in Mexico, which has one of the worst rates of crime and violence in the whole world. As a result, there have been a substantial number of homicides, kidnappings, and other crimes. The World Bank estimates that Mexico's gross national income, GNI per person, will be around $9,600 in 2020. The average income in Latin America and the Caribbean was 11060 This is less than that. Numerous families in Mexico struggle with a variety of issues such as poverty, a lack of access to essential services, sub-bar housing, and fewer possibilities. The government has implemented a number of strategies to combat crime and violence, including the deployment of the National Guard to areas with high rates of crimes, the establishment of community policing initiatives, and the establishment... The government has implemented a number of strategies to combat crime and violence, including the deployment of National Guard to areas with high rates of crime, the establishment of community policing initiatives, and the establishment of a new Federal Prosecutor's Office to investigate and prosecute crimes.
On the other hand, in order to combat poverty and inequality, the government has put in place a number of social programs, such as cash transfer programs, food assistance programs, and initiatives that offer underprivileged groups access to healthcare and education. In addition, the government has raised the minimum wage and put measures into place designed to encourage economic expansion and job development. Vera, what about your country? So, as I said before, my country is Nepal. Nepal, Nepal is a landlocked nation in South Asia that is surrounded by India to the east, south and west, and China to the north. It is located in the Himalayas with the most of its area being in the mountain range eastern and central parts. Nepal's history, which dates back thousands of years, is rich and diverse. The two main religions of Nepal, Hinduism and Buddhism, also developed during this time. Nepal underwent a number of political changes after becoming a republic in 2008, including the adoption of a new constitution in 2015 that made Nepal a federal democratic republic. As it works to attain economic growth and political stability, Nepal faces a number of difficulties, such as poverty, social inequality and political reforms. There are many challenges in Nepal. One of the problems, as I mentioned before, is that Nepal has experienced political instability and frequent changes in government in recent years, which have prevented effective governance and policy implementation. With a low GDP per capita, Nepal is one of the least developed nations in the world. This is due to poor infrastructure, uh, low productivity in the manufacturing and agricultural sectors, little foreign investment and high yield unemployment that prevent economic progress. Also, poverty, income inequality and a lack of access to essential services continue to be major problems essentially in rural regions. Furthermore, the terrible earthquake that devastated Nepal in 2015 are still having an impact on the country's infrastructure, housing stock and cultural landmarks. Due to difficulties including financial shortages, administrative roadblocks and coordination concerns, the progress of restoration and rehabilitation has been delayed. To give you some context, Nepal GNI lies at 1,220, so it's considered a lower middle country. The population in Nepal is about 29.60 million and 7.5 million lives under the poverty line, being more than 25% of the population. Also, Nepal ranked 143rd among 191 countries in the Human Development Index for 2021. In general, the government of Nepal is trying to address the problems through a number of policies and initiatives, such as the five-year plan from 2018 to 2024 and the three-year interim plan from 2018 to 2021. Uh, this uh, promotes economic growth, generate employment and lessen poverty. Um, sorry. To promote economic growth, generate employment and lessen poverty, these plans give priority to things like infrastructure development, private sector promotion, terms, agriculture and social sector initiatives. After all this information, we'd like you to take a look at the country where you are living and appreciate it. There are many developing countries apart from Albania, Ethiopia, Mexico and Nepal that have many issues and there's a high index of poverty. A big part of pop the population is struggling to meet their basic needs. So it's important to know what is going on in many different places. Hope you learned something today and appreciate how lucky you are. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Showtime.